great morning. Great morning to you all out there, man. Thank you for joining. It is, man, this month is flying by, man. This year is flying by. This thing almost, it's almost halfway over already. It's June 24th, Thursday morning, 11 o'clock, 11.01. Glad for y'all to join me. Glad for y'all joining me, man. Happy to have you. AB won't be able to make it this morning. I'm tending to some family issues. Not family issues, but, you know, family things, family business. Obviously, that takes priority. Um, uh, but uh, we'll have him back on Monday. But I'm glad. So happy to have y'all, man. Let me see the comments. <laughs> Must be under 100 in Florida today. I got a hoodie on. It's only because it's cold in my house. It's actually been uh, been gloomy out here in Florida. Um, summer started off hot. It was real, real hot last week, Couple last couple weeks. But it's been gloomy, rainy. Haven't even been able to get in the pool, but some crazy things going on around the world, man. Collapse uh, down here in Miami. We had a collapsed condo down there on South Beach, which was crazy. Uh, one person passed away, unfortunately. Um, been a, a big rescue effort down there. I saw somebody um, put in the comments earlier. <clears throat> wildfires, tornadoes, collapsed buildings. Um, just obviously a lot of craziness always going on in the world, man. So. Hope everybody out there staying safe, taking care of themselves. Once again, man, appreciate y'all for joining me this morning. Um, so before we get into sports talk, obviously playoffs. Ice Trey showed his ass last night. You know, I got some. I'm mad. I'm mad. AB actually not here to reel me back in because y'all know I get caught up in. <laughs> Woo! Y'all know I get caught up in the moment, and uh, and uh, and Trey Trey gave us Trey gave us some moments last night. Trey gave us some moments last night. I know. Um, hopefully, y'all locked into my picks. Y'all make y'all been making some money in these playoffs, but whoo, we're gonna get to that though. We're gonna get to that Bucks Eastern Conference Finals, Bucks Hawks game, Bucks Hawks series, um, the Western Conference Finals. Suns up 2-0. Over the Clippers, as y'all could probably still hear, I'm still a little congested, still a little under the weather, but you know I'm here. I'm here with my people. Um, so Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, um, and some other things going on in sports. But before we do that, <clears throat> if any of y'all follow me on any of the platforms that I'm on Twitter, Instagram, most active on, y'all know I'm. But uh, hold on. Hold on, hold on, because somebody here is speaking the gospel. Speaking out loud, Renee, Borba, and Terrence Williams, shout out. I've been uh, loyal supporters of the show. Make sure y'all check out their show as well, speaking out loud. That boy on the heater right now, Betty, that's what he said. That's what he said. He wouldn't lie to you. He wouldn't lie to you. But um, if you follow me on any of my platforms, um, Twitter, Instagram, you know I talk more than sports. I, I'm, I'm, I love the crypto space. Been in it since 17. Um, the ups, the downs, the headlines, you know, before it got really, really popping like that. Um, and there's been a lot of, lot going on around crypto and Bitcoin in particular. Um, Y'all know I talk about the financial investment market in the real estate. Uh, mother been in real estate for over 20 years. We have a brokerage down here in Florida. Matter of fact, Florida and Georgia got a brokerage down here. So if you're an agent looking for a good brokerage, got a good split too. Better than you're going to find around. And um, if you're somebody looking for some property down here in Florida or Georgia, holla at me. Butler Group. I'll post them, follow them. But anyway, with all that being said, we're going to get to some crypto stuff. I'm going to give y'all a couple nuggets in the crypto space. We're going to talk a little bit about What's going on in finance? I'm talking about real quick. Bum, bum, bum. And then we're going to get to the sport. So first, uh, crypto, Bitcoin obviously went to a little crash, had a little crash a few days back when it dove back under 30,000. Um, and that's usually when a lot of my people who are bearish on the crypto and on Bitcoin, that's when they hit me up. And, hey, man, I told you about this stuff, man. It's, it's some bullshit. It's some this, it's some that. You know what? Hey, relax. Zoom out. Zoom out, see the big picture. So 
Bitcoin actually entered a couple of days ago was known in uh, the financial market as the death cross. And um, it's entered that death cross seven times since 2010. And um, in the following 50 days or the following uh, the following 50 days, it returned <clears throat> gained over average 34 percent. So um, it's not financial advice. Just let y'all know the last seven times that is this death cross. The next 50 days is gained over average of 34 percent. Now, obviously, a lot of you don't know what the death cross is. I didn't either. I went and looked it up. What's a death cross? A bearish signal. Bearish, bullish, bullish is I'm up on the market. I think it's going up. Bearish means I think the market is going down. Bearish strike down, bulls strike up. That's how you can remember it. But anyway, death cross, a bearish signal generated when the 50-day or short-term moving average crosses below the 200-day or long-term moving average. So the last seven times that that's happened, Bitcoin is broken out after. And Bitcoin has been breaking out since the, cra the crash, whatever. Anyway, real estate mortgage rates are back up over 3% for the first time since April. A lot of you know a lot of these mortgages they were giving out these rates these, these you know you could one percent two percent a lot of people have been buying home the real estate market homes real estate markets be going crazy um i believe the median home price that's been sold in last year is i want to say like 400 something ridiculous up over like 18 19 percent than our previous high so crazy 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 in the uh real estate space um some more fi financial news uh tesla so tesla i'm bullish on tesla tesla has been struggling for a while now and it's making some plays a day making some moves a day should i say but um i actually just was reading some i gotta read this to you <clears throat> but uh yesterday yesterday tesla is going public with what claims to be the world's fifth most powerful supercomputer the company's ultimate goal is to rely on cameras alone in lieu of sensors like radar or lidar and make vision only autonomous driving a reality so that maybe has something to do with what's going on with their stop um yeah as nikita walker said super camera she on it you on point you know what i mean and look i'm sharing this knowledge because I got, I read a lot. I, I, I listen to a lot of people who know they're talking about different spaces and within my circles, I share it. So y'all my people, you know what I mean? I got to share it with y'all too. Take it for, you know, entertainment, inter information, whatever you want to take it as, but I'm just sharing the information. Um, in the sports betting space, if you've been following me as well, you've been seeing me kind of post more of my sports betting picks. You followed me last year during the season, me and AB were picking, you know, winners every week. And then um, as, at like kind of halfway through the season, I started picking against the spread and doing things like that. Definitely going to be a partnership going forward into this next season uh, with a sports book and things along those lines. But I've been posting these picks. I've been on the heater in these playoffs. I watch basketball. I know basketball. Um, I've been passing out free. I'm probably, I think I'm like five, six, and one in my last <clears throat> six, seven picks. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, with that being said, um, Canada. Canada passes legal sports betting. It is expected to be signed into law in the next coming days. That was tweeted a day ago from Roundhill Investments, where I get a lot of my information in the sports betting space. And then DraftKings FanDuel, they are pushing the Florida ballot initiative to permit commercial statewide mobile gambling. So hopefully it's coming down here to Florida so we don't have to, you know, do other things. To, you know, because everybody's going to be doing it, kind of like weed, you know. It's going to be legalized in every state. You know, five years from now, sports betting and weed will be legal everywhere. So if you're investing in it, now is a good time. If you're in that space at all, it's a good time to start, you know, creating a niche and uh, continuing to do that. Uh, but let's get to these sports, man. Before we even get to basketball, man, I'm a casual baseball fan, and I've been seeing these um, – these uh them cracking down on the sticky stuff for the pictures. I mean, 
from the guys, one of my guys that I tend to lean on when it comes to baseball stuff is Ty Schmidt. Shout out to Ty too. Um, getting married um, pretty soon here. Uh, but but Ty, I, I posted on my Twitter the other day, like, yo, as a, from a casual point of view, you know, because they were checking Matt Scherzer like three, four times, like before the game, third inning, fourth inning. And obviously he was frustrated. I think Joe Girardi ended up getting ejected because Matt, uh, Matt Max was giving him the stare down. Girardi came out of the dugout. Um, they, they got uh, DeGrom uh, and just these pitchers. I'm just seeing them like looking like they're going through TSA in the middle of a game. And I can't imagine, especially as a pitcher, you know, somebody stopping and doing that to you uh, mid mid game, mid performance. Like that, that's absolutely wild. So I had to ask, like, yo, this looks crazy from a casual point of view, like real baseball fans. How do y'all feel about that? And I want to ask you guys too, anybody in the chat. I know my producer Tone, he's actually a former pitcher. Want to hear his thoughts on it too. But um, you know, we know I, I grew up with in the Royd area era. Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire. Sammy Sosa, like I remember vividly, like, and I wasn't even a baseball fan, but I remember trying to tune in, keeping up with the homework, like that. It was crazy. It was crazy hitting, you know, bombs every night, and it was entertaining. From a casual baseball fan, it was entertaining. Obviously, it was cheating, but I felt like in that era, like, damn near everybody was cheating. But um, and I feel like, and I'm not sure, but the sticky stuff. When it comes to these pictures, I feel like this has been around forever. And uh, for them to implement these rules midseason and then for them to be doing the shakedowns, how they're doing it during the game, for me, from, from my standpoint, it's absolutely ridiculous, um, especially these are some of your highest paid, some of, uh, you know, the biggest names in the sport. And um, it, it, it's just crazy. So uh, if – the the batting averages have been suffering. So, like, you know, pictures have been throwing more strikeouts and all these different things. So I guess this is the game, the MLB, trying to even the playing field more or, you know, they want more runs scored. But um, Manafred or whatever his name is, he's – it's not a good look for baseball because you're talking about it now. But so, you know, people say any publicity is good publicity. But once this blows over – I don't think this will do. This will be good long term for baseball. So they have to at least do something about how they're uh, enforcing these rules, in my opinion. But uh, let me see. Um, let me see y'all thoughts on it, man. Okay, Zach. <coughs> Zach says it's dumb. Let him spin it. Uh, pit, yeah, pitchers dropping their pants on the mounds. Crazy, man. Um. What else? What else? I did. I saw the advertisement. I saw the picture. I don't know if you guys saw that picture, but uh, I had like a gorilla glue, gorilla glue advertisement in the background, which was ironic and funny. Uh, Bud says, "Let him grease it." That was that was Ty's uh, Ty's sentiment too. Like you know what? Let him let him do that thing. And I think it gives him more control. Um, so you know, pictures aren't getting hit. But yeah, they've been. They've been striking their ass out, hands in the air. It's been, it's been, um, it's been crazy. Every one of them all use steroids. I, I, I mean, ever I wouldn't go that far, but, um, but yeah, man, that's what we got. So let's get to these playoffs real quick, man, man. So the uh, before I get to my hot take, the Suns Clippers series. I think that series is all but over, um, you know, for the Suns to come out and, and hold it down in their home court without Chris Paul, without their leader, uh, Devin Booker, uh, who's who's been used to leading that team, leading that organization for his first however many years he's been in the league. Um, he put on his back game one. Game two had, had a good game as well. Had some big shots down the stretch, and obviously they sealed it with the that, – that, Great uh, play that, that uh, Monty Williams drew up and that uh, Crowder, Booker, and Aiden executed. Um, I didn't even know the rule, the live ball rule, as far as, you know, it couldn't be goaltending on that on that type of play, on that type of situation. So that was new to me. Um, I, sh I feel like I should have known that rule. But even Booker said, like, Rondo, you know, thought it would be goaltending as well. So I think that's one of those things that doesn't happen that often. So a lot of people forget about it. 
but uh, amazing job by Monty Williams, who was my coach of the year pick, um, who I think should have won that. Great drop job by him drawing that up. Great job by the players executing. Um, I mean, Paul George, he's he's been playing well since Kawhi went down, but for him to come down and miss those two free throws. Man, it's going to be I think it's going to be tough for him to bounce back from that. I think um I think it's going to be tough for Paul to bounce back from that. I really do. And then I think Chris Paul is supposed to make his return tonight for the Suns. So uh, I think that one's over. I think that one's over in 5 at best. I think it's over in 5. Yeah, I think when they get back to Phoenix, um they they closed that one out, but um, I mean Paul missing both free throws down the line. Uh, Suns did everything they needed to do down the stretch to execute it. They were favored by four and a half. Um, I picked the Clippers to cover. They did. Um, I have the Suns covering tonight. Suns are favored by one and a half. Um, during this during this uh, playoff. During these previous series, when the Clippers went down 0-2, both series, they went down 0-2 to Dallas. And then, um, who was it, 0-2 to, 0-2 to Dallas, and then 0-2 to the Jazz, and they were able to come back. Kawhi was still there at that point. Paul George actually had his best games in game threes of both of those series. So Paul George may have a bounce-back game this, this uh, tonight, but – I don't see this Suns team losing with Chris Paul coming back into the lineup. So Chris Paul in the lineup, I'm taking the Suns to cover a point and a half spread. So they win the game and cover the two-point spread. <coughs> Woo! Get rid of this damn cough, man. And no, it's not. It's not the eh. – but it is annoying. Um, But, yeah, man, these and, – and then something else, man, these – these coaches that, that are left, you got Monty Williams, you got uh, Monty Williams with Phoenix Suns, you got Ty Lue with the Clippers, who's done an amazing job this season in these playoffs. You got uh, Nate McMillan out there in Atlanta, and then obviously you got Bud um, in Milwaukee. So three out of the final four, you got black head coaches, which I think is is incredible, man. And, um, you know, just keep giving those guys a fair opportunity, and I'm sure more guys – and women will continue to rise to the type top, but I love the diversity. I love people getting um, their fa fair shake at it. You see what, you know, what can be done when a fair chance is given, <clears throat> but I got the, the Suns winning that series. I picked the Suns coming out of the West going into the playoffs. I picked them before, before the playoffs even started, I picked them to be, uh, they were matched up with the Lakers to beat them. I obviously picked them to beat the Nuggets. And now I'm picking them to beat the Clippers. And I don't see, the Hawks or the Bucks being able to beat them in the finals. So I'm taking the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, led by Chris Paul and Devin Booker to win an NBA championship this year. That's wild. That's crazy. Um, on the other side, though, hold on. Let me see uh, some of these comments before I move to the other side, to the Eastern Conference. And it is, I mean, it, it, this playoffs – I mean, you know, with all the stars that have been out, uh, obviously we missed Jamal Murray, we missed AD for part of it. We missed um, we're missing Kawhi right now. Um, you know, Steph didn't make it. Um, who? Are we? I mean, we're missing stars left and right. And for all these stars to be, obviously Kyrie when he went out, James Harden he wasn't himself. Just a lot of guys, a lot of the, you know, name, you know, household names been banged up or out. And it's still been a phenomenal, phenomenal playoffs. Phenomenal playoffs, man. I can't, I can't say it enough. I've enjoyed it. I've been watching every night. Um, really, I probably missed a couple games, but I pretty much watched damn near every game. Those late ones, you know, I kind of get a little – I get a little sleep. I, I have one eye open sometimes and 10 o'clock starts early on in the playoffs. But um, I've seen them for the most part, and I mean – just an incredible playoff so far. Um, <clears throat> but uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, Tone Gang, I feel for PG. He had a mental breakdown in the bubble, too. Um, yeah, he, he, he 
PG came out and spoke, you know, spoke candidly about some issues that he was having mentally um, in the bubble. And I think I mentioned it last episode um, when uh, me and when me and AB were talking about, um, you know, the bubble and the vaccines and things like that. And um, even like the NFL, you know, they they weren't technically in a bubble last year, but you know, they had a lot of restrictions, a lot of testing, et cetera, et cetera. And just like people outside of sports dealing with the overall the, the pandemic, like it, it it was taxing on a lot of people mentally. Um, it was something completely different um, that we all had to adjust to. Um, and, you know, I personally, I went through my different things, you know, my different, uh, I wouldn't say it was depression or anything like that, but, um, you know, you, you just deal with things mentally. You, you're in the house and, and fortunately for me, you know, I was surrounded by family and my kids and, but I could imagine literally being in a bubble and then going to perform. Bubble, go perform. Bubble, go perform. I can imagine what, that, what type of, you know, mental stress that that can put on you, um, but you know, talking about this year and, and hopefully he's able to bounce back because even this year he was struggling early in the playoffs and then he he kept shooting, he kept at it and he kind of broke through and then when the most pressure was on him when Kawhi went down, he stepped up and played his best playoff basketball. So happy to see that from Paul George missing those two free throws were huge. I think tonight will be big not only for his mental. Um, but for his teammates, his coaches, and the confidence that they have in him, the fan base, um, it's going to be, be a big night for him. And that mental part of it is a part of what comes, um, you know, with sports. But um, definitely root for Paul, you know, and everybody else. But uh, even speaking with guys that played football last year, like it was, you know, guys were going through some shit. Guys and women were, were going through some shit, like, like we all were. So um, I hope everybody's been dealing with those things, man. <clears throat> But uh, what else we got, man? Playoffs been fire. Shout out, so me and my this is my guy Pat. This is my dog Pat, and I, I'm I like I got to start a podcast with my boys because our group chats, our our conversations, our arguments. I usually see them the next day or so on one of these networks, um, but we 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 have some debate. So my hot take this morning or last night actually because y'all 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 know y'all know damn i need a b here but y'all know ah my bracelet too my bracelet my daughter made my bracelet shout out kelly but y'all know i get caught up in the moment i was going I, I meant to i meant to keep scrolling through through these comments but i gotta get i gotta get uh i gotta get to this easter conference final so I jumped in the chat last night after the Hawks game. Now let me know in the in the, in the comments if y'all watched that Hawks Bucks game. But I jumped in in my group chat last night. I'm like, hey, actually, I talked to. I had one of my brothers first. I just had one of my brothers. <coughs> Got five brothers, <clears throat> and then uh, I, I went right into the one with my dogs, and I said, hey. I love Dane. I love Luca. I love a lot of these guys. Steph. Let me know. Okay, Dave Watch, Hawks and Four Watch. Okay. I love all these guys, right? But if you made me rank my top three point guards right now in the league, now this is not, I wouldn't include LeBron James in this, even though he is a point guard now. Trey. Trey, Ice Trey the game. He number two. I can't put him over Steph. Steph is one for me. I think he he showed himself to be the most valuable player in the league this year with that team, even though they didn't make the playoffs and made the play-in, loss. But with that roster, that roster was hot. And I mean hot garbage. So Steph, but Steph, Steph is in his own class, right? Steph is in his own class. And then for me, now James Hart, he's one of them. He's a combo guard. I mean, you could call him a point guard. If you if he's in there, I'll probably put James at maybe, you know, two, but I'm, I, I, excluding James Hart, exclude LeBron James. Trey got to be second for me. Trey got to be second for me. And I know 
caught up in the moment, right? He just dropped 48, 11, and six, five or six on the Bucks on the road, game one in the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's the Eastern Conference Finals, dog. So, Dame, let's say most people put Dame in that two spot. I would have had Dame in that two spot. During this season, you were asking, damn, is Dame better than Steph? Come on, landscaper. Is Dame better than Steph? Hold on, man. I got, hold on. Give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. I got to holler at Poppy real quick. Bobo! Bobby! Ah. Nope. Ain't gonna work. You gotta do a job. Everybody got a job to do, right? All right. So anyway, Dane would have been two. <clears throat> but I never I haven't seen Dame do this. I haven't seen Dame do this. I haven't seen Dame put a team on his back and carry him to the East Conference Finals. I haven't seen a lot of people do this, honestly. Braun, AI. After that, now I'm not I'm not saying this roster is a, 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 a bad roster. I actually picked the in my chat in my group chat. I actually picked the Hawks going to the finals and during the seat during was it after the last playoffs? I told my dog Pat, I said, Pat, hey, Greek Freak not gonna win the championship. But if Greek Freak were to go to them Hawks and you put Trey and Greek Freak together, nobody's beating them two together. And I told him, he's like, Oh no, you tripping, you tripping, Greek don't no, nah, no. Nah. I still believe that, but I, I'm always right before everybody else, so I ain't tripping. But anyway, I haven't seen any, any. I haven't seen these players. Nobody, nobody had, nobody had the the Atlanta Hawks, including me, in the Eastern Conference Finals, up one zero at that. So you can say what you want. I saw Trey, you, Drew Holiday was guarding Trey last night. The same Drew Holiday that what three four years ago swept Dame Lillard was picking him up ninety four feet. And like I said, I love Dame Lillard, superstar. He's carried that Portland franchise, but and I know he's in the West. But did, what 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 Trey Young doing out here, man? If Trey Young dunk, I saw um, I retweeted today. If Trey Young dunk, we'll be saying Trey Young is the best player in the NBA right now. I'm not gonna go that far, but but. Need, I'm, I'm, I'm have to, we're gonna have to revisit this conversation where AB is here to 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 you know, but maybe he might agree with me. Who knows? And once again, I picked now to going into that game, the Bucks were favored by eight points. Game seven of the 76ers series, yeah. Trey just beat a one seed on the road in their house after going to Madison Square Garden and becoming the villain. And beating that team. This is first. This is first trip in the playoffs, mind you. Mind you, um, he was seven point underdog in Game Seven. <clears throat> he was an eight point underdog in um, in Game One. And uh, you know, me and me and, me and Pat bet something on that as well because he thought that the Bucks will cover. He will actually be a. They are disrespectful. He's he an eight point underdog tomorrow, so I'm I'm picking the Hawks again to cover that eight. Bucks may win. I pick. I thought the Bucks would win last night, honestly, but Trey will cover that. I don't know why they keep disrespecting him. He, he's one of the toughest players in the league to guard. Um, unstoppable in the pick and roll. The floater is unstoppable. He's not shooting the three as good as he was when he first came in the league. Or, you know. I, I honestly didn't like a lot of those shot the shot selection late in the fourth those deep threes, but uh, I, his vision is crazy, um, and he's carrying that Atlanta Hawks team, carrying that Atlanta Hawks roster. Nate McMillan has done a phenomenal job coaching. He should get it back. John Collins has done a phenomenal job. I just call him ball hawking. Like he dominates, like he dominates the air, <clears throat> like his timing. His effort, um, Herder, you know, Red Velvet, 
he's doing his thing when called upon. Capella, what he had, 18, 19 boards. Man, will people know their roles? It's a beautiful thing. Uh, I still think if I had to pick one of those teams to win the series, Bucks or Hawks, <clears throat> you know what, man? Yep, I'm going to say it. Yep, I'm going to say it. And I had the Bucks in five going into the series, but I don't think I told anybody else that. Hawks in six. <clears throat> Hawks in six. Yep, I said it. Hawks in six. Rev, Red Velvet was a bucket in Maryland. They call him on. Uh, he said his alter ego is uh, Kavon. He said that's what his teammates call him when he getting buckets. Kavon. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if Kavon continues to show up. But uh, you they already stole one on the Bucks home floor. And now you're taking that back down to the A? Come on, man. Come on, man. Did y'all watch the game last night? This, this dude threw up. <laughs> this dude threw an alley off the glass in a half-court set. Do you know how disrespectful that is to, against one of the best defensive teams in the NBA? One of the tall, one of the longest teams, Pauls, in the NBA. You come over, pick, you throw a alley off the glass in a half court set, and then the next possession or two, you come down. <laughs> come on, man, y'all stop it, man. Y'all stop it, man. I don't know if y'all was watching it. What I was watching, maybe, maybe my TV, maybe my shit may be a little too high red because I was seeing some shit that, huh? Come on, man. And this the problem with the Bucks. Four point six seconds left. You down three, and your best player on the team, two-time MVP, is a non-factor. Like we're not worried about Greek Freak with 4.6 seconds on the left on the clock, and it's a three-point game. I can't bet on that guy. I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I bet on him to beat the uh, Nets in that game seven. I told you this heater been going on for a minute. I bet on him to win that game um, just because that team, you know, Middleton and Drew, they don't show up together every – you know what I mean? If that big three, Drew – Middleton and Greek Freak showed up every night. Greek Freak shows up every night. Middleton, he's off and on. Drew, he was their best player last night on the offensive end. Got baked. Baked. Well, he was baked chicken on the defensive end. But he showed up on offense, dropped a 30 clip. But all three of them don't show up. That Atlanta Hawks team, they know their role, and they're going to show up every night. They've been the underdogs. They've been slept on. And when that shit get back down to the A – with the boy with Quavo them on the sideline, yeah, buddy. I can't wait to see Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Trey Young in the finals. That's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so if Greek Freak wants to win a ring, take your ass out there to uh, Atlanta. You get, you get, take your ass out there to Atlanta. Now, if he goes on and wins his ring this year, I shut up. And I'll go back to this video. We'll bring it up and I'll post it and say, hey, I was dead ass wrong. But um, if Greek Freak want to ring, go join Luca in Dallas or Trey in Atlanta. Like, you, I don't think he's going to win. Like, you, you can't shoot. Your best player can't shoot. Your best player can't shoot that's a big part of the game especially today that's a huge part of the game he can't shoot 4.6 seconds left on the clock down three this guy's a non-factor warriors that is that'd be that oh oh he got his pose man my dog pat said he ain't in the gym enough i at least he works he not. I don't, I don't think Ben Simmons works on his game like that. I can see that 
uh, Greek freak works. He works on his game. He works on his physique. Um, you know, he's improved passing. He's improved ball handling. He, he He's stronger than he was coming into the league. Um, <clears throat> but you got to develop a consistent jump shot, get some post moves, work on that footwork. Um, but yeah, he need he needs he needs a Batman. He needs a bat. And I know it sounds crazy talking about a two-time MVP like that. But um, and he earned those MVP awards. I got I got no problem with the numbers he put up in the regular season, how he dominates in the regular season, uh, what he's done from day one he's coming into the league to now. I mean, it's amazing. It's incredible. His story, his brother, his family's, uh, his family, everything he's been through is amazing. I just think he needs his Batman. Uh, Hawks in six, Suns in five. We're going to get a Suns Hawk finals. Uh, and he also needs to, one more thing on Giannis. You got to take that challenge on the defensive end. The end of the game, fourth quarter, whatever, crucial moments. You got to be able to, hey, I got him. I'm defensive player of the year. I got him. I got him, coach. Like, that's a part of it, too. Like, I got him. That dude got 35 right now, KD. I got him, coach. Like, that that, that, that has to be that has to be part of it. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, Giannis, so, Tone, so, Tone, uh, hold on. I tried to click on your comment. It won't show. Is my uh, – My connection straight. It's cool, right? Well, let me show. Uh, let me show the comments anymore. But Tone Gaines said Giannis just beat KD though, and then Tone also said KD can't be top five. I disagree with that statement. Giannis did beat KD, but once again, that that um, KD did though. He didn't. He didn't have his team. Um. Uh, and KD like that team. KD. He's a phenomenal scorer, one of the best scorers we've ever seen. He's still in my top five. And let me just revisit that top five real quick because when I said this, when I made my top five list, this was the top five players that I've seen do it. And I mean, when I was like of age, right? So I'm 35 years old. I was 12 when I saw uh, Michael Jordan win his last championship in 98. Um, so I, but I saw Mike, I got an older brother that's five and a half years older than me and big and Mitch, big bro. He made me watch basketball. Like my first favorite player was James Worthy. Like I was watching basketball, football from a very young age. Um, so I watched MJ, I watched Kobe, LeBron, Steph, KD, Shaq, uh, and, and AI, list go Dwayne Wade, all these all-time great players. My top five that I've watched was Bron uh, Mike, Brian, Kobe, Steph, KD. That was my top five. Now, all five of those players can't carry a team by themselves. And that's why I bumped Trey up to where I bumped him in the league right now because he's carrying his Hawks team. KD just showed you he can't do it not with that roster. He can do – his very best, but he couldn't do. It. He couldn't even get past, you know, he couldn't get past Giannis. Um, Kobe couldn't do it by itself. Um, shit, Jordan couldn't do it by itself. To keep it a buck, uh, Steph, we haven't seen him do it by itself. You know, Clay is one of the best two-way players, has been for a while now. So Braun is the only guy I've seen that top five who could really put that shit on his back and say, I'm going to the finals nine years in a row. Like, you know, off top five. Uh, not created Tim Duncan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Van said Tim Duncan. For some reason, I don't know why I can't pin these comments. But Van said Tim Duncan. I wouldn't say Tim Duncan was by so He came in. He had David Robinson there. Then he, you put Tony Parker, Hall of Fame, Manu. Uh, I wouldn't say by itself. But I mean, nobody can win alone. It's you know nobody can win alone. But KD still top five. All right, I'm going to take a little break. Minute. Ooh, Dirk. Somebody said Dirk. Ooh. Ooh, Dirk. Damn. That was a good team. That was a really good team. But Dirk beat a super team. Better come back to that. Allen, Allen put, like I said, I mentioned AI. AI put that shit on his back, got him to the finals too. But I'll be back.
give me a minute drop some comments uh whatever y'all want to talk about for the next 20 minutes well 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 here we are we're back still here appreciate y'all for rocking uh not a zito production and um not great weather at all today out here Woo! had um some 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 thunderstorms and some storming going on right now. i don't know if that had anything to do with it <clears throat> My... all right now settle down now that thunder and lightning but huh i don't know if y'all can hear that or not but um yeah, my satellite was knocked out probably 10, 15 minutes before the internet just had a little glitch. All right, now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm still seeing these comments. I know we're talking about guys who put the team on their backs. And that dirt one, that dirt one, yeah. That, um, can't say nothing about it. Man. Tell y'all what this um now nah, he so how Javier he not look this South Florida man this South Florida so um this is this you know that it'll be sunny and bright outside in probably twelve minutes <laughs> that's just how it is yeah I know y'all heard that one it, it's real out here but um but yeah this um I mean it's South Florida it's, it's hurricane season approaching. Um, as well, so we having some thunderstorms. I think it was a thunderstorm the other night. It's a part of it down here, man. You know, we don't get blizzards and earthquakes and you know monsoons. And I remember the first dust storm I saw when I was out in Phoenix. I was actually on the plane. Might have been a team. We might have went out to Arizona to play a game, and we landed. And I forgot what they're called, <clears throat> but um, they're like, "Oh, that's a whatever." And I'm like, I'm looking out the window, like, hold on, that shit, like, it's getting closer, cuz. You sure that's supposed to, and that, I mean, it, what is it called? I forgot what they call them. Somebody tell me what they call those things in, um, out west. I guess it's in the desert. But, um, <clears throat> but anyway, let me see what y'all talking about, man. Yeah, now nah, y'all, you can't help me with this down here. Yeah, that's thunder. That thunder don't play. Thunder and that lightning. But now nah, he ain't cutting the grass in the weather, Javi. He out of there. He back in the truck. Probably taking down a brewski right now. <clears throat> and um, AB, AB is uh, AB is good. He'll be back with us on Monday. Let's have the 10-2A uh, uh, Family Matter. And um, boom. Let's see what you got. Okay, I can see it. Somebody said they make an edit for the com commercial break. Tone, most underrated corner or safety that I saw play uh most underrated most underrated hmm uh I, I was always a big fan of Kareem Jackson Kareem Jackson he played he came into the league as a first round pick out of Bama started as an outside corner then was playing kind of both outside and inside and now he is a safety. I think he's going to maybe his fourth or fifth year as a safety. It being that I made those transitions myself, I know how tough it is to go from, you know, wearing one hat to the other. And the way that he's played, the level of his play over um, the, the span of time that he's been in the league, I don't think Kareem Jackson has talked about enough. Um, so I would say um, <coughs> we were in the same division. He was in Houston. I was in Indy. Uh, for 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 six years, so I I got a lot. I got to see him play a lot firsthand. So uh, Kareem Jackson will probably be um will probably be the answer to that question. Most underrated corner of safety I saw play. Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely say he falls in that category. Now he was out in Denver, and he, I think he makes up uh, help make make up one of the best uh, secondaries in the league, or one of the secondaries I expect to be the best in the league with him, uh, Kyle Fuller. Justin Simmons at the other safety position. And then you got um they just drafted Pat Sertain the second um in the first round. So I think with under Vic Fangio, you're getting Von Miller and uh Bradley Chubb up front rushing that passer again. Whew, that could be an ugly defense. 
ugly defense. Uh, what are, what are the questions? <clears throat> Michael Ward, what's life like on the practice squad? <clears throat> I never, um, I never personally was on the practice squad. Um, but for players on the practice squad, I mean, you basically do, um, you do everything, you do everything everybody else does that the, the active squad does. Obviously the pay is different. Um, still making good money, but, um, you, you, you practice, you go out there and you're on the scout team. So if we are, if I'm a cornerback on the practice squad, and let's say I'm one of those guys who, you know, could be on the, the thing about the practice squad is you got to stay ready because you get an injury at any point, <clears throat> you're called up and you're not getting any practice reps, any like, uh, I guess real practice reps as far as your team. Cause like if I'm on the Colts, we have our playbook, we have our system, we have our communication, our verbiage. And the only time that the practice squad players <clears throat> are getting those type of things are in meetings and walkthroughs, maybe in off season, not really during the season because the guys that's getting the reps are the guys that's going to play. But if a guy gets hurt or say two guys get hurt, and now that practice squad player has to go in and maybe play. Or sometimes I've seen it, a guy got to go in and be a starter. And if you ain't been on your shit, you know, week one through six, because a lot of coaches not going to be, you know, holding practice squad. Not A lot of mediocre coaches, the good coaches, they will hold everybody in that room accountable from the practice squad guy to the starter. But a lot of coaches that you don't really have time for it. Right. So it's on you to hold yourself accountable to be on top of your checks and on top of this and on top of that so that when you get thrown in that fire, you keep the train going. And that's when you see guys who get that opportunity, they step into that role and they can handle it mentally and physically. Cause it's, it's not that much difference. Honestly, a lot of times physically between the guys that's on that practice squad and the guys that's on the active roster, the biggest difference a lot of times is the mental capacity. Like how much can you handle mentally? Um, can you perform over and over and over and over again and be consistent? A lot of those guys on the practice squad can be really, really good in short streaks or maybe have a really good day in practice or a really good game. Can you come back and do it again? Can you come back and do it again? Can you come back and do it again? Can you adjust to a different game plan? Can you keep up with the the all the different uh, moving parts that go into um, you know playing a game on that level? And that's usually the difference. But you still work out the same. You still you go same facility, same locker room, same practice. It just when so if the Colts are playing the Texans, now you have to go out. If I'm a cornerback, I got to go out and be, you know, Jonathan Joseph or Kareem Jackson that week. That week, and I have to do what they do to give my offense a good look, and uh, vice versa. Um, you got somebody a receiver will have to be DeAndre Hopkins or whoever you know another Andre Johnson. Uh, for that week to give us the look so that we know going into the game, okay, uh, Deron Carter may have had that 10 jersey on all week, and we know, okay, when 10 is here, when 10 is there, when 10 is there, this is what they do. When 10 is at the X, this is what they do. When 10 is in the slot, this is what they do. So once we get in the game, we're still used to, okay, 10's over here, this is the coverage we're running. 10's over here, this is the coverage we're running this side. So that's what the practice squad is. And then um, some guys you can be brought up to the active squad and drop back to the practice, brought up and back. Um, but it gives teams um, people to kind of bring up and, and maybe you sign a guy on the practice squad for a couple of years and then they turn it. Like Darren Waller was a practice squad guy for years. And then he kind of got some of his things that he was going through personally together, was able to do some more things mentally. Because physically, he was always gifted. Anybody that I talked to that played with him on the same team was like, hey, that was a dude um in practice he's killing us in practice but just some of those guys can't put it together and uh once he did you know you become a different animal but uh yeah that's 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 practice squad <clears throat> my closest experience to that was red shirt in college and that was when you do everything except you know play on sundays <clears throat> what else man what else what else boop 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 uh Nakiba Walker, what do you think about Keon Johnson's 48-inch vertical at the NBA draft combine? How insane is that? Honestly, I'm not that impressed. Honestly, if you want my honest answer, maybe you're asking the wrong person. Um, 
because if you watch how the NBA does their um their vertical jump testing, you know, they get to run up, you know, and then jump. And anybody that's done anything athletic knows when you get a running start or even a, even a gather step, it gives you much more, it's much more momentum and you know, kinetic energy going into that. So obviously you're going to be more explosive and jump higher. So I've seen guys at my combine, the 2009 combine, uh, Donald Washington out of Ohio State was a corner. He jumped 45, 45-inch 45 vert, and that's from a standing position. So you're standing, and they don't let you shuffle your feet, jump like and nothing. I jumped to 43 at the combine. And, you know, they made me jump a couple more times. I had higher jumps, but because I like, you know, shuffle my feet or move my feet that, you know, that's what they said. I had to re-jump, re-jump. So coming from that standing position and just exploding up is much, much tougher than getting a running start or a gather step with the jump. So um, he broke the record. But, I mean, if, if we did our verticals like that in football, it would be guys jumping in the 50s. It'll be guys jumping in the fifties for sure, for sure. Uh, impressive, great number. Uh, I'm actually surprised. Well, I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm surprised that that was their number with the way that they test. Um, but they do have a lot of tall guys, you know, six, seven, six, nine, sixteen. So you don't have to jump forty five inches off the ground. So, but it's uh, it, it's amazing. But like I said, that momentum. I'm personally not that damn impressed. But um, that momentum is a. Uh, is a huge, huge game changer. Huge. <clears throat> what else we got, man? And uh, Michael Ward re responded to my uh, answer. He said, that sounds hard as hell. Thanks, D-Boy. And I, I agree with you. It is tough. It's tough to be a practice squad player because it's tough to – I'm going to say it. It's your job, actually. But it is hard not – it's hard to get the mental reps and to not get the physical reps and to not really get the attention from the coaches. You know what I mean? Because, you know, a lot of practice squad guys not going to be asked, raising their hand and asking questions and disrupting, but not disrupting, but, you know, in a meeting. So unless someone else in that meeting asks a question and gets corrected on it, you probably may not get corrected on something you got a question on. Once again, unless you have a great coach who goes into attention to detail and make sure that everybody in that room um, is, is more than prepared. Um, Van Albright, is Deshaun Watson playing this year? <clears throat> um, I, I Honestly, I don't have any information on what's going with him legally, so I can't say. Um, if I had to place a bet, gun to head, I don't even know if that if you can even say if that's even politically correct to say anymore, but if I had to place a bet, I would say yes. He plays at some point in the season, maybe after the eight-game mark, but I would say yes. Deshaun Watson plays in the NFL this season, if I had to place a bet, but I don't know. Boop, 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 Dave K., how often is an NFL player doing a vert standing still? Well, in the football field, never. Um just like you're not, you know, running 40 yards straight a lot of times on the football field, but it gives everyone kind of the same baseline, the same um, all things equal. So that way, if I'm testing people, if I'm testing somebody to do something, I can say, okay, everybody did it from a standing position. So it's easier for me to say, but um, if you say running, I mean, if everybody's doing it from running, it gives you the same, you know, sample, I guess. But um, I would rather do a test for running. Obviously, I want a higher number, and we're going to be moving on the field. I'm with you there. But um, I understand why they do it. Um, Tone Gaines, which Tone Gaines, which sport has the best pure athletes? Ooh, that's tough. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, honestly, I've been around some great – Soccer athletes that play soccer. I've been around some great athletes that play basketball. Um, I would, I, I mean, maybe I'm biased. I say football. Um, explosiveness, quickness. Uh, basketball is impressive just because of how tall these guys are, and to have the coordination and the movement and the 
you know, the hand-eye coordination, hit shots and timing and things like that. But if I had to pick one, I would say football. I would say football. Update on Malik Hooker. Um, Malik <coughs> just became a dad. Um, number one, first and foremost, um, just became a dad. Uh, he's healthy. He's working. Um, he's visited some teams. He's got some teams on his radar. Um, he's on some teams radar. Um, I expect him to be signed before the season. Uh, obviously coming off an Achilles injury, it's, 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 it's a process and you can't skip steps along that process. And I've been talking with Malik been working with Malik on his recovery process. And somebody's going to get a good player, man, a really good player with a lot of role ahead of him. And they'll probably get him um, for a good one year deal. And I think it'll be for both sides. And then he's got to stay healthy, obviously, which is not something you just say out there, hey, I want to stay healthy. You know, he's got to put the work in, which he is, on what it takes to stay healthy. And you got to be fortunate. It's a violent game. Things happen. A lot of things unavoidable. Um, but if he gets out there, signs with the team, stays healthy, I see Malik having a long, productive, um, high-earning career ahead of him. So um, Dallas will be a good spot for him, I think um some other teams that he's been on that he's been talking to <clears throat> but um you know i let malik speak on that when he's ready but um <clears throat> i've seen malik do some special special things that i've seen very very few people do with my own eyes so uh special talent uh hockey i can't i don't know about hockey athletes i've heard hockey takes some skills some endurance to carry that pads Watching it, I watch a little more hockey now. Love the sport. Very impressive for them to do what they do on skates is impressive. Um, I'm still giving football players the edge. <clears throat> do, do, do. All right, I got time for one more question, man. One more question. Before I get up out of here and um, get up under this desk for a tornado drill. Once again, man, I'm taking the Suns to cover that one and a half point spread. So y'all are getting it at 12 o'clock. I'll get my picks at 12 o'clock. Um, I'll probably post it on my stories and Twitter a couple hours before tip off. Boom, boom, boom. If we um <clears throat> What else we got? What else we got? <laughs> oh, Chris Smith. Shout out to Chris. What's your thoughts on a big man matchup in both series? So on the Eastern, um, you know, Giannis and, uh, and Capella, but I, I mean – kind of considered Collins a big man too like I feel like Collins and Capella they won that matchup game one and Ben that is two of them and I feel like it's kind of two on one because I feel like Lopez is kind of a pseudo big man on the offensive side he's um spot up in the corner a lot of times so I would say the big man matchup and that Bucks Hawks series right now is in the Hawks favor and then the Suns I think Aiton, uh, the Suns Clippers, Aiton is the best big man uh, left in the playoffs right now because of the role that he plays and the pieces around him. And he just has to be a big man and dominate that paint area. He did it in the Lakers series, um, obviously against Joker. Joker <laughs> MVP going to get his. Um, and he, I think he's going to do it in this series. He's been incredibly, incredibly efficient this whole playoff run. Um, he just obviously his confidence is going to be on a super high after finishing the game the way he did last time in the last game. And then, uh, I just, I, I love, I love, I love, I love how, I love how he plays the game, Chris Paul, and, and he's going to set him up, put him in the right positions. So, um, obviously, it's leaning the Suns' favor. So, Suns on the Western Conference, and then, uh, with, with Collins and Capella doing their uh, respective roles for the Hawks. 
I'm gonna give the edge to the Hawks there. And uh those also the two teams I got in the finals now. Suns Hawks. Hawks is six, Suns and five. Tonight, um, we got Suns at Clippers. The Suns are favored by a point and a half. I'm taking the Suns. Tomorrow, we have Hawks at Milwaukee. I'm taking the Atlanta Hawks to cover the eight-point spread, which I think is a ridiculous spread again. The last two spreads, seven and eight, they both cover against the Sixers and the Bucks. FanDuel keep giving away that money. And these other sports books, y'all keep taking it. But uh, <clears throat> I'm about to get out of here, man. Uh, <clears throat> um, X Factor, man. It's Drew. It's Drew Holiday and, and, and Middleton. Those are the X Factor. They show up every night. Nobody should be able to beat that Milwaukee team. But on the, the Hawks shouldn't be able to beat them at least. They don't show up every night. Uh, Michael Ward, what team would you come out of retirement for right now? Absolutely no team. No team. You're talking about some type of investment team or something. Oh, by the way, man, remember what I told you about Bitcoin? I'm still bullish on it going forward. Still bullish on crypto long term overall. Um, and investing, man, if you're getting into investing, please do your research. Do your due diligence. From my my opinion, this is not investment advice. But if you're going to get in the game, get into it with a long term mindset not a let me get in it's a lot of things that's been happening especially in this last year plus with this crazy bull market and the crypto and the stock space where people just want to get in and think they can flip or oh, put in 200 i put in 500 i flip it 2000 i flip it to this that's not usually how it happens most people end up holding the bag pretty soon after especially if you stick with those fundamentals over long term my advice would be buy into companies or assets that you believe in that you understand that you continually update and learn about and hold them long term and let time do its thing um but yeah so i'm gonna leave y'all with that i'm out of, oh update on the patreon so after talking with the patreon partners um they advised me that it's best to start the patreon at the beginning of the month as opposed to the middle of the month like i was going to do so first week of july coming right off the fourth of july weekend that's when the patreon will be launched and nakiba since you keep asking about this patreon which i love i want you to let me know what the next uh subject i start out my first video will be a two minute video i posted a little clip i'll repost that so you let me know what you want to see next, what you would like to learn about next, because you asked about it. So I appreciate that. <clears throat> so that's the update on Patreon. And as uh, soon as you let me know what's next, what you want me to cover next, I'm out of here. But yeah, after speaking with the, the people there, they told me, um, you know, hey, these, these are best practices. So. And launching this Patreon page, I want to use best practices. So uh, we'll be starting that at the beginning of the month. And um, yeah, and that'll be fun, man. It'll be some, they, they gave me a whole rundown. It's, they got the merch. They make the merch a lot easier. Um, they uh, make it a very community to where we'll be able to have conversations just amongst patrons. Um, so it, it votes early access discounts on merch and, and videos and live streams you know with me in the film room watch it's gonna be dope man I, I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to that chris let me know those ideas too man um you know i'm always got an ear open to your ideas man so uh let me know chris nikiba um let me know all right you're gonna tweet me uh david i have been i have been spot on take this plus eight next game with the hawks and then the sun's by one and a half tonight. I'm out of here. Appreciate y'all. Me and AB will be back on Monday. I really appreciate you guys tuning in today, even through this thunderstorm that knocked me out for about five minutes. Y'all hold it down. I'm out of here. Ooh, ooh. Somebody asked to show that Virgil Abloh book. It's a dope gift I got, but I, um, I'll show y'all next 
next uh episode but it's some there's some dope things in here but they go through all the different all the different yada the minskis you know what i mean yeah you know i mean all these and seeing all these this uh i said when i come back i'm out of here bye